Aviation Podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode 163, U.S. Sport Aviation Expo 2018, Day 3. Coming up in this episode, the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Newville, Eric Crump, Larry Overstreet, Russ Rosleski, Tom Frick, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri. Welcome to a special edition of the Stuck Mike Avcast. We continue our coverage on day three of the U.S. Sport Aviation Expo 2018. This is a four-day event you should visit in Central Florida. It's outstanding. Lots of really cool vendors. Got some great interviews. The third day, again, was still a little bit windy, but we were able to get in, in touch with and interview some really, really interesting people. Probably would have been able to interview some of them because they would have been up flying. Uh, before we begin, of course, don't forget to visit our sponsor, Avi. Aviation Careers Podcast, career coaching, scholarships for all ages, and inspiring you to reach your aviation career goal through a free podcast. Visit aviationcareerspodcast.com. Our first interview was with the Discover Aviation Center, Paul Koziel. He actually discusses how he inspires young people to pursue their dreams in life and in flight. You know, Paul's also trained to become a pilot on the four trimotor and discusses flying this piece of history. But most importantly, Paul brings out his passion for aviation and helping young people discover their true passion in life, whether it's aviation or anything else. Paul Koziel, Discover Aviation Center. I think you'll enjoy this interview. Our next interview is with SAFE. David St. George is the board member of the Society of Aviation and Flight Educators. He discusses how SAFE helps professional aviation educators with resources and tools. The SAFE Toolkit is the go-to app for news and tools. SAFE also sponsors online seminars, such as the one on February 8, 2018, titled The Improbable Turn, presented by comedian and flight instructor Rod Machado. SAFE, the Society of Aviation Flight Educators. I'm a member. I think you should be, too, if you're a professional educator in aviation. Our last interview for the day was with Tradeaplane. Steve Champness is the senior associate publisher of Tradeaplane. And he discusses the 80th anniversary of the iconic publication. He also answers the question, why is trade a plane yellow? He also is lucky to be associate publisher of a magazine which makes pilots' dreams come true. I don't know about you, but I like to pick up that publication, the yellow one, says trade a plane, and look through it and just dream about what I want to do in aviation and what I want to purchase. So don't forget, trade a plane. It's trade-a-plane. Well, folks, this is Carl Valeri at the U.S. Sport Aviation Expo 2018, reporting for Sun and Fun Radio and Stuck Mike Avcast. I am here with somebody, a terrific gentleman who uh, is living the dream, Paul Koziel. He's actually uh, flying the tri-motor that I just got to do an interview with before, and he's got a really cool organization called Discovery Aviation. But before we get into that, I want to introduce you to Paul, and uh, he has a really unique story and is just got the coolest job in the world out here, don't you? It is pretty awesome, isn't it, Carl? <laughs> Not a whole lot of people can say they get to fly a Ford tri-motor around the country. So let me ask you that. What, how did you get involved uh, in aviation in the Ford tri-motor? Let's, let's go back, because I think you have a really cool story and it's very inspirational. Well, Carl, I uh, never flew, didn't even know flying existed until about 1994 when my wife took me to Oshkosh for the first time. I lived in Wisconsin. We drove to Oshkosh. I thought that I was just going to see a bunch of airplanes and be bored off my, you know, be bored to have nothing to do. And I did not know that aviation people were so cool. So I left Oshkosh that year and I went and took my first introductory lesson and the rest was history. I, I worked at the airport. I started working on my ratings. Um, and I just kept going. It just seemed like natural. It was fun. It was exciting. And as soon as I got introduced to it, I couldn't stop. It was in my blood. As you know, 
once you become an aviator or, or, or learn about aviation and you get addicted to it, you're going to do whatever it takes to stay involved in the aviation community. Well, you got addicted, but uh, also one of the things that, is that you're so inspirational to pilots like myself and also to younger folks. Uh, you took it to another level. And when you really were inspired at, at Oshkosh and all in, in an airplane, so you were able to actually get to an airline. You're actually an airline captain, aren't you? I am. I am. It, I, I, I worked my way all the way through my ratings and then followed my flight instructors at the time and became, uh, you know, became a pilot at, a, at an airline. It's, it, it's the funnest thing you could possibly do for a living. The view from our office is, is pretty amazing. <laughs> but it all started with the grassroots movement, and it started with an introduction to aviation. And I figured if I didn't know that this kind of, passion or this kind of an education was available to me, there's millions of people across the country that have no idea that they can learn to fly too. So learning to fly, this is the place that, where the small airplanes are. We're at the U.S. Sport Aviation Expo, and, and aviation really does start here, just like at Oshkosh. Uh, things that people dream of doing are flying a B-25, flying an airliner, flying a Ford tri-motor. But I think a lot of times we don't feel like we can do it. We don't feel like that, yeah, I can do that. Well, I fly an airliner, you fly an airliner. I could never fly a tri-motor, but you know what? You've proved that wrong because you're actually doing it. Yeah, well, ironically, if the longer you've been in this business, the more mistakes you're going to make. And fundamentally, making mistakes or maybe not passing a check ride your first time like it took me three times to pass my commercial check ride and when you're in the middle of learning to fly and you become you you fail at it you could either do one of two things you can give up and say i'm done if i can't do shondells i must be a lousy pilot or you can pursue on and look for a another way you know to learn to do a Shondell, maybe get another, uh, go to another flight school, get another flight instructor, have another, another perspective and, and keep plugging away. So none of us, I don't know anybody that had the perfect, well, I do know a few people that have never failed a check right in their lives. You know, I was not that lucky. You've, I've had to make a lot of mistakes in order to figure out what I can do better. And I've learned from those mistakes. So, you know, even getting to the Ford, I mean, flying the Ford is like the most unique airplane you can fly in your entire life. It's stick and rudder. There's nothing that flies like it. It's a truck. Um, you're continually flying it. As an airline pilot, I'm managing automation. And when I teach other airline pilots how to be airline pilots, I teach them how to manage the automation as well as do some hand flying skills. Not a, not a Ford. Not a Ford. It's right back to 1928. This is what they built. This is how Bernoulli works. You know, this is relative wind. This is drag. And it is going to it is going to do what it wants to do and you are going to react to it and be proactive in order to fly the ford just like flying a cub just like flying any kind of tail dragger you always have to be on top of it and proactively flying it it's it's an amazing stick and rudder airplane so there's two types of flying right there's the automation flying there's a really cool stick and rudder stuff and then out here these sport planes you know what a great way to get from point a to point b to own a plane to go fly somewhere to hang out with the you know the eaa chapter here and to go to dinners and meet amazing people like they're gonna there's a dinner tonight and i forget uh, their speakers like a u2 astronaut yeah, or something. Yeah. it's pretty phenomenal so all these things are accessible and, and possible but they you have to give it some sort of effort nothing is going to happen to you without effort and when bad things happen you just keep pursuing keep plugging away you know this uh, doesn't sound like just about aviation it's about life in general and it sounds like you can learn quite a bit through life through aviation you don't have to go on to be a professional pilot etc there's so much you can learn by being a private pilot say absolutely absolutely but getting people in the cockpit for the first time is pretty important which is why you know we've partnered with EAA not only do I get to get them here to see an awesome tri-motor but we could talk about young eagles flights and pancake rallies and other ways to get kids and adults to an airport and get them introduced and in an airplane and for a ride so, Paul, tell us a little bit about, you say we, it's uh, Discovery Aviation is, I think, what you started, and there's a website they, if they're listening right now, they can go look at. Tell us that first, where that website is, and then tell us a little bit more about, I know why you got into it, but, but the mechanics behind it and where you are now. Okay. Well, Discovery Aviation Center is uh, based in Lorain County, Ohio. Um, we have uh, a hangar and a couple of airplanes there that we use as a flying club, an educational flying club. Um, 
It was basically started because there was a few things we can't do with EAA. We couldn't do a waved air show where we had aerobatics and, de and demonstrations like they do here because EAA could not support that, insurance and other legal reasons. So we offshot Discovery Aviation Center to build air shows because I was introduced to aviation at an air show, and if you had an air show, more people will come, kind of like here today, or Sun and Fun. He brings the people in, and then we can introduce them to aviation. But then we also got into the education part. So we have an av lab that's got a mobile simulator. We go to schools and talk about our, you know, our different careers in aviation. We partner with the Civil Air Patrol, with Women in Aviation, um, and with the International Women's Air and Space Museum and other local nonprofit organizations. We pretty much do their marketing for them, along with the EAA chapters, so that when we put together an event, they all can be there and share their story with the people that come to the event. So it's not just, you know, me promoting Discovery Aviation Center. It's me promoting all the organizations that promote aviation, including EAA, AOPA, Discovery Aviation Center, local flying schools, flying clubs, all that stuff. We're all one team. So if, okay, so if I'm somebody who has a local organization like a flying club and I want to promote aviation, is there a website or somebody I could speak to to get help? Sure, you can always come to discoveraviationcenter.org. We're an organization. We are a nonprofit. Um, you can check that website out first. And uh, both myself and my wife are pretty much the primary contacts for that. And it's Paul or Vicki at discoveraviationcenter.org. A lot of letters because DAC.org was not available uh, at the time. But, yeah. You know, it's interesting that both you and your wife have really partnered to do something really significant for aviation. I really commend you for that, and I think that's terrific. And you, you and I both believe in promoting aviation amongst the youth, and, and there's many different reasons. Like we said, you can learn so much. It builds a lot of self-esteem. Uh, people that come from many different backgrounds, they have this one thing in common. So it brings all sorts of people together of all different backgrounds. And believe me, anybody can get involved in aviation, no matter what, and you should. So, Carl, remember when we started flying, there was a lot of us, you know, so we, we got our ratings and we got our first job at a regional airline and we worked our way to the next airline and so on and so forth. Well, right now is the perfect time, if it's in your blood, to start this training, to start this knowledge, to begin your education on learning how to fly and become a commercial aviator because there's, there's going to be plenty of jobs available for young people going forward. I wish I was younger and started now because now the future looks so bright and we had to live through 9-11 and the 2000s when nobody was hiring and nobody wanted to be a pilot. Even pilots would tell their kids, don't be a pilot. You know, now what we know the you know that the growth of the airline industry and what transportation is going to look like in the future it's the greatest job ever. Now's a great time to get into it, and, and you'll always probably have a job as a commercial aviator uh, from this year going forward into the, 20, you know, the 1920, uh, 2020s, 2030s, and so on. So might I ask this question? There's a lot of people that I remember in 2000, 2001 that got into aviation, and in general, because of the pay, and they were looking at the big paycheck. And I'd like to hear your comments on, on people getting into aviation, just looking at the dollars, and they just they may yeah, this just seems like the thing to do right now because there's a lot of jobs. So I read, a, I read an article recently about, you know, what they, you can, so if I was to survey a group of young people today and ask them what they wanted when they got older. What, you know, the answers are pretty similar. I want to have a great job and I want to make a lot of money. Um, but when you look through a whole career and a whole lifetime, when, you, when I talk to some of my, when I look at older people, when I talk to them and see what they have seen or heard about, you know, they've been in the industry forever. What, what they really cared about was the relationships they made along the way. So all that stuff is great. And having fun is the best part. The relationships is the great part. And if you can make enough money to survive, you know, more power to you. And I think going forward, we will see the industry's salaries get raised for professional pilots. You know, it's interesting you talk about survival. I mean, when, when I got started, you know, survival was tough. I was making $600 a month right. at certain airlines. Right. So now that's not true anymore. So you will be able to, to have a job that, that will give you food and shelter, which is terrific. And that's something really important. Beyond that, 
It's all fun. You know, it's all gravy. Uh, one of the things, though, that you notice, and a lot of folks that are listening, they see the forums online, and, they, and I'm sure you've seen them at the airlines, you've seen them online forums. There's a lot of negativity that goes out there. What kind of comment would you have to somebody who's seeing all that? You know, I have a grandmother and grandfather. Well, I had a grandmother and grandfather. And I used to love watching them bicker all the time. Even though they were married for 50 years, they had the best life in the world, they would always bicker. I think that might be a natural part of, a, uh, of the human behavior is that if we don't complain about something, we're usually not happy about it. Uh, or we are happy about it. We just like to complain. You know, for the most part, there's... You know, the human being and is is pretty simple. We want to eat, you know, sleep, and you know, have a roof over our head, and, and have people around us that love us. You know, if we could keep our goals a little bit more realistic and simple, and in and then trudge through some of the hard times because problems are going to exist no matter what career choice you choose and just keep persevering and remember that there's the people around you that love you the most are the most important things that you have and your friends and your mentors and you're going to meet a lot of mentors in the aviation industry if you could keep your focus on those things you know then you'll probably have a better and healthier you know life going forward and, and it'll, it'll it'll make for a better lifetime in whatever you decide to do you know but you know happiness is what you make of it anyway that's for sure. And uh, discoveraviation.org is a great place to go to, to get more people inspiring you to move forward in aviation. And, I, and there's more websites, there's more organizations, EAA, AOPA, all sorts of different organizations that are, are doing that. They're, they're promoting aviation. I commend you for what you're doing. But it sometimes feels like an uphill battle for a lot of people, especially when it comes to money. And one of the things you mentioned, you're not going to announce it, but I, is a possibility of, a, of having a scholarship at some point. Oh, absolutely. We're working on it right now. Um, what, what we've got going at uh, Discovery Aviation Center is, you know, our youth volunteer. We have a very b good volunteer spirit, and we want to get some of our youth that have been volunteering for many years uh, into an airplane, one of our two airplanes. We have a Tomahawk. We have an instructor, and we figure about $8,000 per kid will get them to a private pilot's license, and we'll get them most of the way, but then there's some responsibility of their own that they're going to have to handle financially. So we don't want to give them the whole carrot, but we want to lead that horse to water. So we want to get them started and get them going and get them to to the point where they can finish on their own and if they can't do it we'll help them get through it if with you know if they have the right time the right spirit and, and the right goals in mind yeah well we, we really are excited to hear about that uh we can't leave eaa out of this uh, by the way if there's a lot of initiatives that eaa has for youth maybe you can go over some of those i know they had the young eagles program where they get to be in the largest uh, a logbook in in the u.s what what else can you maybe relate to us well we can't do it without our eaa chapter local eaa chapter because you know all these everybody that joins the local eaa chapter has gone to oshkosh one time and if you've gotten bit by the oshkosh bug and that's what it is i mean i, I will tell you there's no place in the world that is going to get you more motivated in Oshkosh, Wisconsin the last week of July. And then you take that passion back home to your local, you know, your local community, and then you help guys that are building airplanes have safe airplanes. You help people that are learning to fly airplanes make good and safe decisions. And you give everybody the tools that Oshkosh gives you locally, you know, with Young Eagles rides. I mean, it's insured. You get a private pilot's license, you can take a kid up for a ride. In fact, one of our success stories was a 10-year-old pilot who is now a 20-year-old pilot who's going to school at Embry-Riddle to become a commercial airline pilot who at his 16th birthday got his license and on his... Uh on his 16th birthday solo and on his 17th birthday got his license and then on his 18th birthday flew young eagles for the first time and he's been flying young eagles ever since that's the that's the stuff that keeps it going and when you get a young eagle in an airplane that you know you see you'll see the few that have that spark and then you find them and you mentor them and you give them a place to go like a local EAA chapter or, or, or build one of the local guys building an airplane or discover aviation center with the uh, simulators and and the outreach programs so you give them something to do you keep them active and in local then you're good to go. You'll take those. You'll, you'll take that, that young person and, and help them, you know, find their future. If aviation is their future, and not everybody became a pilot, Carl. I mean, I've got some dispatchers that came out of this deal. I've got some schedulers that came out of this deal. Um, I've got uh, a lot of a flight attendant that has, you know, in introduced to aviation through us. So it doesn't have to be in the cockpit. It could also be an uh, a airport worker or somebody's working at the FBO, uh, ramp agents, engineers. Um, it's it's uh, the, 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 the possibilities are endless, whatever you decide to do, exactly. 
Yeah, and if you don't decide to no, go nowhere near aviation, it helps you as, let's say, a teacher. Teachers can teach some amazing topics and inspire people through aviation. And a lot of people partner with schools. There's many programs even with EAA, AOPA, that, that have these programs. And you, if you walk out here, too, I mean, this is the grassroots of all aviation. You've got engineers and designers and people that are building sport airplanes. They try to just get people in an airplane and get them flying. So, I mean, it, it's, it's Jim Beatty's tent is out here. The Titan Aircraft Company, too. Ohio companies are down here in, in South Florida uh, promoting aviation. You know, it, it's a small community. And then we go to community after community after community to tell them about this. All we need to do is get the word out to schools, get parents over here, get, get uh, educate even JV and uh, different tech schools get them out here AMP mechanics oh my Carl you know the, the the industry is such in dire need for airplane mechanics right now I mean it's a great time to get involved if you're a tinkerer and you love if you love engines you know Gosh, I'd have to say it's always a good time to get into aviation because I love it so much. And if you follow your passion, the money, it'll follow. It, it, it doesn't matter how much you make, too. You're doing something fun. You're doing something you enjoy, which is terrific. And that's, that's what we're trying to get out there. That's, that's the mission is telling people to follow your passion, do something you enjoy, and get into aviation if you've ever thought about it. I know sometimes there's a lot of barriers, and what you're doing is taking down those barriers, getting them out to the airport and telling people, hey, you can do this. And I think that's incredibly important. There's nothing like seeing the smile on somebody's face the first time you take them up in an airplane, the first time they solo, the first time they get that job in aviation. And that's what we're trying to do here. And I really appreciate what you're doing. Uh, tell us uh, again, before we close, anything important you want to, to relate and also the website. So listening right now on the Internet, where they can find you and where they can find out about the Trimotor. Yeah. Uh, the organization's called Discover Aviation Center. And it's all one word at .org. It is an organization. It's a nonprofit. Um, you can always give us a call, and uh, you know we work locally in in Ohio, um, but we're going to be out and about at other organizations. And if you're ever you see the fly uh, the Ford Trimotor flying in your area, come out and take it for a ride. That it was one of my dreams. I, I never knew that a, a kid like me could ever get to fly something that awesome. Um, but you work hard, you get to meet the right people, and, and you beg a, a lot, and, and, and keep flying, and get your tailwheel time, and get your experience, you get the job. It's, it's a pretty neat gig. Well, wait a minute. You said you, you're flying that thing. So, so what, what is, uh, how'd you get the experience to, to actually fly the, the, the tri-motor? Well, I uh, luckily bought a Piper Cub uh, back many, many, many years ago, and I've been flying a, a J5 Cub and getting my tailwheel time. So it required a certain limit of tailwheel time. It's really hard to get big round radial engine time these days unless you uh, already have a lot of money, uh, disposable income. Um, so those things are kind of hard to come by, uh, but they were willing to take me with the amount of time I had in my light uh, airplanes. And now I'm also going to be working for the Pioneer Airport next year in Oshkosh, flying some of their tailwheel airplanes as well. So we're going to be doing a lot of flying for EAA uh, the next few years between the Pioneer Airport and touring with the Ford Trimotor. Well, Paul, we'd love to have you back on the podcast again because you have so many things to talk about, about aviation and flying, flying the, uh, the tri-motor, and you, you're really inspirational. Uh, here at Sebring, by the way, we have to talk about that. I think it's a wonderful show from what the vendors have been telling me. There, some of these guys are selling out of their inventories. Uh, How's it been for you folks? Well, it's been a little slow, uh, but the first two days we had good, uh, we had fairly good weather, but a little bit low, not a whole lot of people through the door. Today we got a lot of people, but the winds are grounding us. We've got we've got 30, uh, 20 plus crosswinds, direct crosswind on a runway, and because the airplane itself is a flying museum, you know we're very risk uh, oriented. We're gonna keep the risk as low as possible. We don't want anything to happen to the good. You know, to her, she's a 1928 Ford Trimotor, so we're going to keep her on the ground. It's a handful in a 15-knot steady-state wind. Imagine what it would be. You know, it's all drag in a 15-gust in and a 25-knot cr uh, crosswind. It's, it's, it's a handful. We'll keep her on the ground today. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're doing that because you guys, by the way, Paul Cozio, great steward of the Tri-Motor, just like all the other people that, that work on that. Incredible promoter, ambassador for aviation, and youth in aviation. And we really appreciate your speaking with us today, and we hope to see you again in the future on some future podcasts, but I, I know you want to get back out there and start playing with the Tri-Motor and give them more to tours. Again, uh, 
EAA.org. You can find more about the trimotor coming to a city near you. And you can actually go up on a flight. You can be in the back and also in the front. Uh, and then also go to Discover, excuse me, DiscoverAviationCenter.org to find out more about what Paul is doing. Paul, thanks so much for talking to us. Hey, it's not just us, Carl. You, you, thank you for what you do to get the word out about uh, our organizations and, and everybody else. I think we all share the same passion. I know you and I share the same the same passion. That's why we do this. We take the time to, to get people to, out to the airport and have some fun with us. Well said. Well, this is Carl Valeri reporting for Stuck Mike Avcast here at the U.S. Sport Aviation Expo 2018. Do not forget to check it out if you didn't come this year, next year, and we have some cool pictures on our Facebook page. Well, folks, this is Carl Valera with the Stuck Mike Avcast reporting here live and 2018 U.S. Sport Aviation Expo. And we're actually uh, sitting down on some chairs. Well, gosh, some really special chairs. We're inside a Ford Trimotor. We got lucky enough to hang out here and do the interview inside. And I'm, I'm joined by David St. George, who's actually the, on the board of directors. He's the vice chairman of SAFE, the Society of Aviation and Flight Educators. Welcome to the podcast, David. And who is SAFE? Thank you, Carl. It's uh, great to be interviewed for uh, this. Uh, SAFE is the Society of Aviation and Flight Educators, and as you can tell by that title, what we primarily do is we deal with uh, educators, flight instructors, and we're trying to increase the professionalism of this cadre so that our students get the benefit of better professional uh, flight instruction. What's happening, as you know, Carl, is the uh, current industry, there's this great sucking sound as CFIs get dragged into the airlines or corporate. People are very briefly in the CFI business, so SAFE can reach them and make them more professional. Uh, it's going to be a better time, and aviation is going to be safer all the way down through the cadre of pilots. Every pilot probably is, you know, a CFI is going to see 20 to 30 you know, pilots in a, in a week. So if we can increase the professionalism of the educator, we're going to touch every pilot with our message. Important that you, you said that, the, the professionalism. I think a lot of people, uh, they look at the flight instructor as just a stepping stone, and it really is a profession that's incredibly important. And there's people that actually become flight educators as a career. So you're focusing on both of those people and giving them wonderful tools. Tell us a little bit about how you do promote that professionalism. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, what you said is really true, which is people have that misunderstanding that they have to go to the airlines, they have to go to corporate. And there really is a great opportunity right now, partly because there are very few uh, CFIs that are regularly teaching for more than, you know, a year or two. So if you're a professional flight instructor and you achieve a master level status, um, the master instructor program is another step up from a CFI, gold seal. Um, we have several members who have, you know, said, no, airlines not for me, and they've actually made a pretty good living as a flight instructor. It's really starting to work. So we help those people develop websites. We help them to understand what it's like to uh, generate business and marketing. The major primary product we have for them, though, is professional insurance. We do it through ARI and uh, Star Aviation, and it's really the best insurance in the business. Because if you're going to be a CFI, you're in the liability trail, you want to have a really good uh, coverage. So that's one tool. Another one, uh, if you haven't seen it is the safe toolkit app which is available on apple it's on android uh, it's free to everyone and what a cfi gets in that is all the hour requirements for each cfi all the ptl codes if somebody got something wrong on the knowledge test and you have to endorse it the ptl codes are there and all the endorsements that you put in the logbook for a flight test so when you're sending a student they get the careful preparation they also get their right endorsement so when they see the dpe they're not going to have a hard and anxious inducing time I'm a DPE, and I get kids coming up all the time, and they've got the wrong endorsements. And after all that preparation and getting the plane and getting all arranged, we can't do a flight test. So don't do that to your, <laughs> your poor flight students. So you have all these tools. Uh, there's also some camaraderie in being in an organization, which I think is terrific. And they're throughout the United States. If someone's listening right now, how can they find out more about the organization? Excellent question. Uh, obviously, the portal is on the internet, safepilots.org.org, and that's a little old. It's a WordPress site. We're working on it, but it's also how members meet. There's a huge resource center there for uh, CFIs. We have Syllabus. Rich Stoll, one of our original members, has really populated that with a lot of good information. Um, we have coming up, uh, and you'll see it right on the front page if you go to safepilots.org, uh, Rod Machado is going to be giving a... Um, 
live stream cast on February 8th with a gold seal. So February 8th at 8 Eastern Standard Time, um, you can get Master Wings credit by watching a live stream cast, and we'll have a quiz afterwards. Um, and Rod Machado is going to primarily talk about takeoff and initial climb, which, believe it or not, is responsible for 24% of fatal accidents. Just gay, taking the plane off is, is the most hazardous part of a flight. So we're going to talk about the improbable turn, uh, and you can get FAA Wings credit for that if you register. Also, Lightspeed has given us a headset, so you could win a nice new Zulu 3 headset if you register with FAA Wings. Awesome. It sounds pretty cool, and actually I'm going to learn something and also be able to see somebody that has a lot of experience, uh, incredible instructor. The toolkit that you talked about, actually, they can find that online also. That website, again, for the actual toolkit is what, uh, was it Savvy? Uh, you can get that off of our site, safepilots.org, or go to SavvyCFI.com. Savvy is S-A-V-V-Y, Savvy cfi.com let's circle back to something else you said you said something about a master instructor type of program could you explain just a little bit more about that and how do i become one and what if i'm not somebody that flies and i'm say an engineering instructor at a college yeah i am not too familiar with the other portals but the program is like i was a cfi and then it's like what distinguishes me from all the other cfis so if you want to step up and increase your professional credentials obviously pursuing a master instructors and that's through master instructors llc um it's like a continuing education unit for a person in education a professional and you get a few credits for uh, public service you get a few credits for experience and every two years you renew that and a master instructor certification then would make you a little higher level product it gives you subject matter expertise which is what people want to shop for when they're looking for a flight instructor so maybe you do seaplanes or you do gliders or you do tailwheel and you have a specialty and then you have master instructor and i swear that's why i got my dpe i had renewed you know three or four times as a master instructor i was a gold seal and when the faa was looking I was the guy, you know, I'm, I'm different from the ordinary CFI, so I every CFI should really increase their professional credentials. You're going you're gonna to be a, a safer pilot, you're going to create safer pilots, our whole industry is going to benefit from that. You know, and I, I'm a big proponent of the Master CFI and, of course, have, have uh, been a Master CFI in the past, and it is quite an accomplishment. You know, it's uh, something that you can put on your business card, and it shows that level of professionalism, and it's great when you're out there marketing to people. But also to continue to keep uh, moving forward in your career, you have a lot of different tools. That's one thing that I liked about SAFE is that you talked about marketing. A lot of people don't realize this, this is a business as far as getting students and keeping students, and, and you guys have been a great, great help there well thank you carl yeah that is the real shocker you got that cfi certificate from the faa and if you don't go work for a school or maybe you do for a little while and suddenly you're on your own you have to have insurance you have to have some kind of corporate structure to protect you you have to have a website and marketing and um, when you join safe you're on that national website we're currently validating instructors for working in redbird simulators all over the country because they're giving away this gift program where pilots can come in and fly scenarios they're desperately looking for instructors to qualify in redbirds so uh, that is another function that safe performs for the national industry um, you're part of a bigger group and when you are also part of safe you have the benefit of mentors these guys with thousands of hours of experience driving all kinds of equipment they can answer your questions on how do i do this safely how do i teach this guy or how do i fly this so safe's a very good camaraderie Camaraderie, information, I think it's really important, uh, both of those things, because one of the aspects for me as an instructor is, especially when I'm new, is I feel like I'm out there on my own and I have nobody to talk to. Here I'm at a school where everybody's a new instructor. There might be one senior person, but here I can actually physically go out and talk to people. How would they be able to do that? You talked about mentoring. How do you physically do that? Do you get online? Do you call somebody? Uh, yeah, currently it is actually online. When you join as a member, you get uh, the backside of the website. Suddenly you're into that portal and there is a PDF form for you to fill out. And that populates to a guy in Texas that coordinates the mentoring. The next step with that is actually getting it so it's uh, online through the Zoom portal. And you can actually be talking face-to-face -face the wonders of technology. <laughs> so you don't have to be in Texas if he's in Texas. You're in New Jersey, um, you know, ask a question. And it's a, everybody that's done that is 
has expressed great gratitude for being able to suddenly have a, uh, you know, an experienced person at their side. Because like Carl said, you don't want to be out there alone, you know, doing this work. You want to have somebody that's done it before. Well, I think you're a wonderful organization. I actually just renewed recently. And uh, if you want to join or renew, it's uh, safepilots.org, safepilots.org. And as a reminder, some of the upcoming events, besides the online, there's always going to be more. And that's coming up on uh, February... February 8th at 8 Eastern Standard Time. And, uh, yep, you can look online. Uh, safepilots.org will have a link to it. Right now we're advertising the sport uh, expo where we are, but it, that'll be the next thing up on the website. Awesome. Hope to see you over at uh, the other air shows that are out there and also at Sun and Fun. And uh, anything lastly you want to talk about before we close out? Well, yeah, I say go to that website and get the web app. You know, that really, for every CFI in your pocket, you have so many resources. Uh, we don't want to see any more bad endorsements and poor students coming for check rides that don't have the three hours of instrument or night. Well, David St. George, thank you. Thank you for your mentorship also online and one of the other folks that you can ask questions of. And also thank you to SAFE for uh, actually keeping this profession alive and helping us and helping those folks that are new, helping those folks that have been in this industry for a while. It's uh, for everybody out there. SafePilots.org. I'm Carl Valeri reporting here at the U.S. Sport Aviation Expo 2018 for the Stuck Mike Avcast right inside this Ford Trimotor. What better place to do an interview? Well, folks, this is Carl Valeri with the Stuck Mike Avcast reporting for Sun and Fun Radio right here at the U.S. Sport Aviation Expo 2018. And I'm at uh, one of my favorite booths. It's Trade-A-Plane. And actually, I am a subscriber at Trade-A-Plane. Uh, and I, it's one of the funnest magazines out there in publications. I call it the dream book. Sometimes uh, you're not looking for a plane, but you, if you want a dream, flip the pages and just get inside that publication and pretend you're in one of those airplanes. Uh, I do know one thing. Whenever you see trade plane at a show people come by and they are grabbing up those magazines like candy i'm here with steve champness who's also the uh, senior associate publisher for trade a plane and uh, welcome to the podcast and it's great to see you folks out here well thank you carl we're delighted to be with you and uh looking forward to uh, a great sun and fun this year <laughs> terrific uh, one of the things that i think people don't realize is is the history of trade plane it's been around for a while and uh it's it's soup to nuts it's everything aviation related it's not just airplanes you know carl that's right and this is a big year for us this is our 80th anniversary and so we are very proud to bring to the pilot population the 80th year of trade planes print version and uh, we have a lot of exciting news as far as the redesign of trade plane that you may have noticed the big photographs on the front they're like posters and they're i say suitable for framing but uh, i'm sure you'll enjoy them as much as we do yeah, I can't wait to get my next uh, uh, issue of that so I can put it up on my on my board. As a matter of fact, he's handing me one right now, so now I have my next uh, issue of that. But uh, really cool pictures, like you said, uh, that's on there. I, have, uh, I guess it's uh, Jim Murray's of Superior, Colorado, has an airplane out there. It's a PIS-S1, and it is gorgeous. It's just orange and white, and it uh, takes me into the shot, and it makes me want to go fly. So that's one of the reasons I'd, I'd pick this up. It would attract me. So good job with that. Trade a plane. What can uh, the regular consumer, airline pilot, to a first-time pilot to, to builder have in this air, air in this magazine what, what do they have well uh, Carl it, uh, thank you for asking that uh, what's interesting about trade plane is that in this issue there's over 3,400 aircraft for sale now that represents approximately 90 percent of all the aircraft in the world for sale and uh, a lot of people know that America's number one in aviation as a matter of fact we represent 70 percent of all general aviation in the world and trade plane brings these aircraft to you in a print format and a lot of people are familiar now with our web format, which is tradeaplane.com. And, and I'd like to touch on that just, just to show you where we are. Tradeaplane's web uh, pages uh, with the listings are number one in the world. And to give you an idea, just in the month of December 2017, the 31 days of, of December, we had 5.368 million page views and that came from google corporation we don't do this internally they give us the report and we had over three hundred and sixty thousand separate unique email users and they came an average of twice over six hundred fifty thousand sessions and about six and a half minutes eight pages viewed 
to put it in context, we are more than the next, next three publications' websites combined in activity in any one month. So we're number one in the world, and we're very proud of that. We want to thank all the pilots for using our website. Well, that translates to me, who someone's looking for an airplane or someone who's possibly selling one, is there's going to be people actually have eyeballs on this magazine online. Right. And, and uh, as a pilot and aircraft owner, my last airplane, I sold and traded a plane uh, before the print version even came out in 24 hours. My VTAIL with uh, my uh, partner and I sold it. Uh, we sold it in less than a day. So very effective and, and a great value. So you still have the print edition, which I think is really important. I mean, that, that's what we all like to hold on to this. We're sitting there waiting for our next flight, and, and we're reading this. But uh, you've moved to that online market and have done really well with it. Uh, you know, I've been using it for a little while now, and I think it's terrific. It's easy to use, and I can get very specific and more granular in my searches, which I like. You can talk a little bit about that. Well, I, I can tell you this, that there's uh, more than one camp of people. And most people that fit into our demographic which is between 38 and 60, uh, predominantly male. Uh, that's just what the demographics are in aviation for right now. Although that's changing, becoming much more diverse, more women, more minorities. And so that's a terrific uh, growth in the industry, especially with the pilot shortage. We're going to see even more of that. But there's a lot of people that love the print version because it's tactile. You can hold it. You can take it with you. No batteries. And it doesn't hurt your eyes to look at it. And the great thing about the print version is when you look at the print version, you get ideas about something you may not know about. When you know about a product or service, then you can just Google search it or go right to it on the web. So our readers are smart. Pilots are smart, hopefully by nature, and uh, what they use is all the tools available to them. They use online and they use print, and it's a great balance. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd have to agree because the, the tactile part of it's important for me, and uh, it's kind of weird because we are here in this social media world. Obviously, this is a podcast, but I still love to actually touch and feel and look at, well, I call it the yellow paper, and, and that's what you're known for is, is the, the yellow paper. Well, it's an iconic image, and, and you know the story. You go back to 1937 uh, when uh, Cosby Harrison started the the company. He crashed his airplane, and he was looking for parts. And he put all the parts he found on a sheet. His friend said, "Send me that sheet," and he said, "Well, I'll, sure, I'll do it, but for a nickel." And so that's how he started. Trade a plane was a single page, and the reason it's been yellow for 80 years was because yellow paper was the least expensive in 1937, and so what. What we know now is that the yellow pages uh, are our, an iconic image, and I call it, uh, you know, the the uh, tribal knowledge of aviation. When you learn to fly as a pilot, and your instructor teaches you how to land in a crosswind, Carl, then they also then you say to them, "Well, how do I get an airplane?" He hand you a trade plane. This is all you need to know about aviation is is in this publication and we're and the family that owns trade plane is the same family that owned it at the beginning and they are fabulous folks and, and i'm honored to work with them for 26 years well that's terrific what, what a what a tribute to have someone you like yourself there that that loves aviation obviously and also the fact that they've been around and stayed around and and that they've changed with the times i think that's important too there's so many people that go in and out of this business you know the yellow pages probably aren't the cheapest anymore i'm assuming but uh, you're still sticking with it. Right. And, it, you know, the, the, the publications have a unique niche in the marketplace right now. And it, as we were evaluating uh, the digital side and the print side, I mean, there's a, you hear a lot of that with the younger people now sometimes. And, and what we found out with uh, the market research that we've, that we've seen, that I've seen, is that there's a great deal more trust uh, and, and credibility to print advertising than there is the digital advertising from the consumer side. So the consumer looking at a uh, printed publication that he knows, we talked to the people that placed that ad, they designed an ad, they were vetted by us, we talked to them, they're real people, it's not somebody in some other country making it up. That has a different amount of credibility and uh, uh, in their buying decisions, it gives them more peace of mind. A lot of times online, is the measurements that analytics use is flashes of light if you will, those are valuable. And digital advertising can take you very quickly to where you want to go if you know where you want to want to be. 
Uh, if you don't know about a product or service, print advertising is still your best bet as a as a company selling products or services in aviation. Interesting. So tell us a little more about that. Someone who's out there looking for a product or a service. Say, uh, I'm a student pilot. How's this going to help me trade a plane? Well, uh, trade a plane is going to help you because as you look at the uh, uh, decision-making process of buying an aircraft, it very quickly, very efficiently gives you information on hundreds of aircraft of any type. Either it, and on our publications uh, segmented, uh, broken down by aircraft types of turbojet, tur- turboprop, multi-engine, single-engine, special types, helicopter, light sport aircraft, and even warbirds. And, and so as you look through the sections, it's very easy to get an overall big picture view of the industry and see where you want to fit in. Right. Interestingly, though, it's also fun. And that's that's why I always tell people there, there's actually even inside there there's there's comics there's uh, things for students learning if you want to learn to fly go to schools there's some information in there for them too. Well, you you hit you hit the heart of the issue, Carl. I mean that is truly why we're involved in aviation. That's why I'm a pilot and been flying my whole life since well virtually and uh, since I was 13. And that is that all pilots, no matter their socio-economic group, no matter whether they're politicians, the highest level, or the lowliest janitors, anybody who's a pilot can talk to any other pilot all day long. Mm -hmm. And that's because we share a common passion for this industry, for the sport, for for the science. And if you think about it, flying, we've only been able to fly for 120 years. Right. And, and people have been walking on this earth for 11 or 12,000 years that we know of and only been flying 120 years. So this is a brand new technology. It's not, it's not old like a lot of people think. This is still mm-hmm. embryonic in where we're going and flying. And the people that uh, are in it are in it because they truly love it passionately in their heart. And that is the difference between us and everything else. We're all about loving to fly here at Stuck Mike Avcast. Of course, learning to fly and living to fly. And all that's encompassed in this magazine and in, in trade plane. Something that I think is, is really important that you have moved forward. So what else is there that's new with trade plane that we might need to know about before we close? Uh, well, uh, the, new, the newer developments deal with some of the digital uh, social media that's out there. And I want to thank everybody, the 90,000 people that are Facebook followers of our Facebook trade plane page. And we put information out there about new products and services and events and, and where we are and pictures of, of us at various places around the world representing the U.S. aviation market. So look for us on Facebook. Look for us on LinkedIn and Twitter because we're, we're reaching out to pilots and to the, to the general aviation public wherever they are. And nobody does it better than trade a plane. That's for sure. I'd have to agree with that. Trade a plane, it's easy to find. Google it, trade a plane. Or also, you can go to trade-a-plane.com. That's trade a plane. We're talking to, to Steve Champness, and he's with uh, trade a plane. This has been a, an honor to be able to speak with somebody from trade a plane, especially somebody who's so passionate about aviation. Uh, before we close, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, Sebring here. Sure. How's it been? I mean, how do, how do you like the show so far? You know, Sebring brings a a really great group of people, and what is uh, interesting about the LSA market is that there is a certain type of aircraft that is here that meets the LSA standards, and the Czechoslovakian aircraft and the rotorcraft that are here, the autogyros, they're really, really well made, and these are beautiful aircraft. They're the latest avionics. You would be amazed at what these aircraft have in the cockpit, how sophisticated they are, and what reliability uh, they have. And then also on the field here, it's very fortunate we have two companies, Lockwood Aviation, that makes the AirCam an amazingly beautiful, fun airplane that really puts fun in aviation that Phil Lockwood deserves kudos for. And then we also have the Tecnum Aircraft Manufacturing Distributorship. And they, if you get a chance, look at the quality of the Tecnum aircraft. You'll notice that there's amazing attention to detail, uh, beautiful uh, lines of these aircraft, very aerodynamic, true to their Italian lineage. And then 
Of course, there are so many other companies here that uh, have great products. I don't want to leave any of them out, but I, uh, of course we don't have time to go through them all. So I suggest that you come here, you, you go see Dynan, you see Garmin, you see Tradeplane, you talk to Continental Motors, you, you go visit the people that make the brakes and the tires and the new gadgets and the new ADSB solutions that are out there that uh, are truly amazing and, and affordable. Uh, and see those latest developments because you can save a lot of money. It's well worth the trip to come to Sebring. It is. And if you can't make it this year, come again next year. It's going to be around, and it's growing every year. Uh, I know that when you guys put out your magazines, you, you couldn't hold on to them. They're gone within hours, and that's for sure. <laughs> right. Oh, well, we go through them fast. And, you know, it's funny because uh, uh, the other exhibitors actually watch Trade of Planes activity very closely because it is, an, it is, is kind of an early analytic uh, measurement of how a show is going. They'll come over two or three times, the guys from the other booths, and say, well, how many did you give out today? Well, well, we gave out 1,500 or 2,500 or 5,000 or whatever. And uh, they go, oh, it's a great show because they know that everybody makes a beeline for trade plane And uh, so uh, the 85,000 copies we sent out this month and the 1,500 that were given out here at, at this show and then the 12,000 we'll give out at Sun and Fun, these go into the hands of active buyers, not just people who are kind of reading about tr crosswind landings. These guys are active in the market right now. So that's why people advertise with us is we don't have the highest rates, but we've got the best return on investment out there, in my opinion. But I'm biased. So. <laughs> I'm biased, too, since I've been reading it for so long now. And uh, finally subscribed again this year. And I, I tell you, you do have a great magazine. And a, a confession, I do come by Trade of Plane at all the different shows and ask how, how things are going, just like the other people. And, you know, the media is also one of those that comes by. Well, gosh, it's been great talking to you, Steve Champions. How can we get in touch with you or, or your website? Well, it's really easy. And, uh, of course, it's the most popular website in aviation www.trade-a-plane.com tradeaplane.com and go check out our website you can see all the recent issues uh, digital and you can see all the airplanes that you would love to fly in there this has been Carl Valeri speaking with Steve Champness from Tradeaplane here at the U.S. Sport Aviation Expo 2018 well, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and don't forget to come back tomorrow. And don't forget to finish, uh, go visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash stuckmikeavcast, and see more news and photos. And also visit our new Instagram account, uh, instagram.com slash stuckmikeavcast. This episode and the all the episodes for the U.S. Sport Aviation uh, Expo 2018 was sponsored by Aviation Careers Podcast for career coaching, Scholarships for all ages and inspiring you to reach your aviation career goal through a free podcast. Visit aviationcareerspodcast.com. We'll see you tomorrow for day four of the U.S. Sport Aviation Expo. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products, or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.